everybody, this is The Simpsons Show. I'm Robbie with my co-host Matt, and we are here to talk about The Simpsons from the beginning. Matt, how are you? I'm fantastic, Robbie. This episode is, uh, well, it tries to be Trilogy of Air, but uh, let's just say it falls down on its face and then rolls into the sewer and then comes out the sewer into a giant pile of crap and <laughs> then dies. That's a little mean, Matt. I would have okay, fine. I would have just stopped with. I would have just stopped with. It tries, and then that's it. Like it's it, this is the you tried cake. Like it is it. That's what this is. This episode is the you tried cake. You know, you tried to be trilogy of errors. Mm-hmm. You you did not get there. You tried. Um, Unfortunately, I'm not super negative about this episode. I think no, because this episode it, for a season twenty two episode. Not bad, quite frankly, for that for that curve. That's a was a very steep curve we yeah. were it on. Hello, we are brought to you by our supporters on Patreon. You can support us by going to patreon.com slash the Simpson Show for only two dollars a month. Gain access to all of our bonus content for five dollars a month. Gain access to that much, 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 much more. It's the best deal in podcasting. I'll say it once. I'll say it again. Uh, someone I know that uh, Anthony has been uh, supported before. I'm going to thank him again. Thank you, Anthony, for supporting the show. Thank you, Anthony. This week's episode is 500 Keys, episode NABF14, originally aired May 15th, 2011, written by John Frank, directed by Bob Anderson, received a 3.2 rating with 6 million viewers. The chalkboard gag, there's, there were two of them, Matt, two chalkboard gags in this episode, technically, because there was Ooh. one when it first aired, correcting their misspelling of Christian Shaw's name uh, in their credits of last week's episode, but it's only in the first broadcast, because in subsequent airings, they just, they corrected the... So it didn't spell it wasn't spelled incorrectly. And then the second chalkboard gag, guinea pigs should not be used as guinea pigs. That's true. I mean, that's true a lot of the time, especially nowadays. Nowadays, rats and mice have been bred to be much more uh, useful lab animals. But hopefully we're no more than 20, 30 years away from not using them at all. But that's wishful thinking. It's good to know that we have this is why Matt's on the podcast, guys, so he can inform us about how far along we are on using mice and rats as animal testing got people things well animal testing sucks and it's required but yeah i mean it's better it's better a mouse gets that stuff than we do man exactly that's why we still use them unfortunately couch gag everyone and everything in the couch gag is represented as a word cloud as a as a floating uh, collection of words Uh, i feel like this was a better idea than an execution like it doesn't it doesn't look that impressive it just and you don't really even get the sense of like they should. I don't know. I don't know how you improve this, but I didn't. This felt kind of boring. Um, this also, Matt. Matt, I'm. I do. I do not appreciate this ruse. The Simpsons pulled on me. Where last Which week? Ruse? Last well, we looked last week. I was like, oh, Albert Brooks is Hank Scorpio. What? Oh, that. Yeah, that's that's. Nah, he appears in the intro. He appears the very first thing where he's flying a jet. And he says it was either this or a Porsche. And that's it. That's the appearance by Hank Scorpio in this episode. He's not in the episode really at all. He's just in the intro briefly. And you're like, what is that? Why are you lying to me? Why are you lying to me, Simpsons? I don't appreciate it. Um, as Matt said, this episode is trying to be Trilogy of Errors. I, I guess. I'm assuming that's what it's going for. It's like for a bunch of intersecting, weird intersecting stories to come together at the end and tell a complete story. It is. The problem is Trilogy of Error comes together very intelligently. 
this just kind of like, hey, Homer happens to be walking by at the end. <laughs> Let's involve him because the Homer plot has nothing. And honestly, even the Bart plot has almost nothing to do. This all stems from, hey, we got a big bowl of keys for some reason. Let's all have three different stories based off of that. One of them matters. The other two don't. I mean, four different stories, technically, Matt. If you if you want to, this reader and tutor does oh, not. Oh yeah, does not no, count. Doesn't, doesn't count. As, it's not really a story. To be fair, the Homer stuff isn't also not a story. The Bart stuff is also not a story. The only thing that's a story is the Lisa thing. That is the 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 mystery of this episode. The actual, you know, the actual thing that's carrying the plot. Everything else is just side stories and B plots. It's like basically there is an A plot and a bunch of B plots in this. That's effectively what this is, or an A, a yeah. B, C, and a D plot, um, or A D D D. You not you don't we're gonna talk. You don't like Reader Teeter? You don't like the little? I mean, I, I think all of them are all, all all of the B plots are all really stupid, and it's like okay, the thing about Trilogy of Error is every single one of those had its own plot thread. They all just magically came together. And then this one, you have one real plot, which could have been an entire episode on its own. And then you just have this other random stuff going on. That's supposed to be funny. And really none of it is. I, okay, let's, we'll do it right now, Matt. Did you laugh at anything in this episode? Oh God. Uh, uh, hold on. Let me check the notes. I usually write down if I laugh. I don't think so. Mm, no, definitely not. You didn't laugh. I laughed. The pooter toot. I laughed at the a couple of moments uh. of the pooter toot, Matt. I can't help it. It's this episode is very dumb. You're right. It's dumb as a box of hammers. Okay. It is so stupid. But there's a couple moments that made me laugh. Uh the the little the little toy, the the farting toy got me at, like I once. Never understand why anyone thinks fart jokes are funny. I'm not there Matt, it's not a fart joke. Okay, because it's mm-hmm. a toy farting. Okay, the toy is farting. That's a I don't know. Probably the, the it's there's a it's just the and it's called Pooter Toot Express, and Marge is so upset about it as she's chasing it around town. I don't uh-huh. know. I just and the the there's a the a couple lines from Lisa got me in this. Lisa has some stuff. Lisa's good in this. I like Lisa in this a lot. Lisa um, is very good in this, yes. Lisa, it's just that. <laughs> That's basically it. And Skinner, before he gets again paired inevitably with Chalmers, Skinner by himself a couple times in this, I really like too. Whenever Nelson too, there's a, I laughed at the Nelson bit when he had to wear, it's so cold outside. It was too vest weather. I don't know. That got me. I'm going to say that, Matt. Okay. I did smile at that. Yes. There's a couple, like, there's a couple, like, it's, I don't know. They, oh, the laughs. The, you know what got me? I'm remembering this now. The, yeah. the Nancy Drew Hardy Boys Encyclopedia Brown. That got you. They're, I mean, yeah. I, re- I read those books when I was a kid, Matt. Um, we'll get there. So, again, this episode is a lot of disconnected things that randomly connect back at the end of the episode. So, whenever we're describing things, you're going to go, what? That doesn't make any sense. And I go, yes, I know. Don't worry. Simpsons are buying a discount wedding cake. Why? We don't know. They just want a cake. Um, there's a traffic jam on the way home. So, Homer takes a dangerous... They, want, they wanted jokes about weddings that didn't happen. That's why. Okay. Matt gives us an answer. Uh, we have a traffic jam on the way home. Again, none of this matters. All this stuff is nonsense. Um, as, like, in that's saying something when the rest of this episode also doesn't really matter for the most part. All the B-plots don't really matter. But Homer takes a crazy way home off a cli- on a cliffside. They eventually get home. 
and Maggie ends up locking herself in the car with the big wedding cake and then sleeping on it or something. I don't know. She's like sleeping on the, using the cake as a, as a bed. It's very cute to be fair. Um, we, the, the Simpsons family are in distress. Oh no, the Maggie's in the car. We need to get her out. We need to find the spare key. And that is when we get introduced to the central conceit of this episode and that they have a giant pile of keys and you need to figure out what they do. We've got to get her out of there. Babies aren't supposed to sleep on their stomach in a cake. Okay. Okay, the spare key is somewhere in here. What's this key with the plastic skull for? That's the key to my box with the real skull. <gasps> Maggie! So how come we have all these other keys? Well, if you live long enough, you start to accumulate things. This is from a gas station men's room. They put the black of wood on it so you don't walk away with it. These are from a key party we went to before we realized what a key party was. We got out of there just in time. Oh, come on. You miss all the sex. Uh, this key opens your parrot cage. Rules are rules. Mm. And these keys are from all my jobs. At some point, we should try to return these keys to their rightful owners. Are you nuts? Let's have some fun. Homer, stop him. Stop who, Marge? Be specific. <laughs> time to get my mischief on. I would like to point out that I'm pretty sure the whole point of a key party is that each couple brings one set of keys. So, uh, yeah, bringing your parrot's keys, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> Again, Matt, they don't. That's a lot of the, they. I'll give him this. This is again. I'm trying to be nice, okay? I think I'm in a terrible mood today because I'm eating tacos for dinner tonight. I'm excited. <laughs> that sounds good, actually. I get some tacos. Say I'm going to get tacos, and I think I mean I think I honestly am in a terrible mood because of that fact. Um, but I'm trying to be kind, okay? Because this episode is not it's not even good, right? It's mid. I would call this a very mediocre episode. In season twenty-two, oh, for sure. season twenty-two, season twenty-two, that puts it a mid-level episode. That makes it uh, that makes it almost good. It makes it that's a good episode for season twenty-two. It's mediocre when you compare it to the greater scale of The Simpsons. Um, still better than the worst, but honestly, this episode. I, I'm going to say this in the most charitable way as well. This feels very. This is a very Family Guy esque episode, where there's a lot of cutaway gags. And a lot of stuff, a lot of plots and nonsense that doesn't matter, and it's just them trying to write jokes, right? Most of the jokes aren't good, but that is their strategy, it feels like, in this episode. Trying to write a lot of jokes, right? And and just throw them in there, and some of them are going to be bad. And this is, there you go, here. This is what you get, right? You get, I, I don't know, some of these guys were like, the, the bit where Bart's like, What's this key? Lisa's. What's this key with a skull on it? And Bart's goes. It's. It opens up the box with the real skull in it. That, I also smiled at that. I, like that's 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 clever enough, right? And it, there's a lot of things in there where in this episode where they're like, oh, that's that's clever, mixed in with a lot of you know, basically just crap and garbage, like this joke about a bird and a key party you're like what are they talking about what's what on earth is going on this the joke is kirk has to has to have, have sex with a bird you're like okay, that's awful i don't like that um so we're now we're off the races everyone has keys we got to figure out what all these keys do so bart has he has a, a key to a a, 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 a mail you a post office box 
effectively opens it up but it only does good things because everyone gets to pull out mail that they regret putting in the box okay we go to homer he has the keys to the duff brewery and he goes in there with barney Wow, the guys at the AA meeting will never believe this. Oh my god, there's the fire brewer. The Beechwood Ager. The rat filter. The tough blimp. Oh, how I'd love to drive that thing. <gasps> really, tough blimp? You really want me to? Oh, what the hell? Life is made to be lived. I've been buttoned down too long. <laughs> hey, Homer, I really had you going there, huh? Homer? When we see each other again, you'll be an old man and I'll be a baby. So, off. here we go. Matt. Homer has a blimp. Homer has a blimp, and you think, oh, this is going to be a quick thing. No, this is the entire rest of Homer's story of the episode. What did Homer mean when I see you again? I'll, you'll be an old man, and I'll be a baby. What? I'm guessing that that it is an allusion to a story that I don't can't reference off the top of my head, neither can you, obviously, that is about, that has some time travel elements in it. That is my guess. Or, th- or things like that. I mean, that. unless he's you know some kind of Benjamin Button himself, but I... no, I don't think that's true. I, I I think that's my my guess is that's what that's alluding to. I am like, I'm sure that like I, I if someone knows what it acts specifically is referencing to, let us know. Um, I'm guessing that's what it is. I don't mind that. It's kind of inexplicable, but whatever. It it's not also, but because it's so strange and obviously a reference to something i don't i'm like okay whatever it's fine um this isn't like terrible matt like this is like oh they're going through the duff brewery and he steals a blimp because barney has the makes homer think the blimp's talking to him with through the little the, which is fine yeah i mean that's that's exactly what you would do if you had the keys to a brewery and you were an alcoholic with poor impulse control right and yeah i'm like so you're like okay and I think a lot of this episode goes by like, oh, in this moment, I'm fine with this. But when you string it all together, you're like, oh, this is just a bunch of nonsense. Um, so Marge and Maggie, we 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 go to the to their part of of their, the plot because we have Bart. He's doing he's doing rain and mischief. Homer has the Duff blimp. Now Marge and Maggie, and we get the the, the little toy that that farts. And I'm gonna play the clip just to upset Matt. And tell me where you are. I'll call you back. Come back, Pooter Toot. People might be offended by your mild tastelessness. <laughs> oh, isn't that a cute little choo-choo? Ah! <sighs> Daddy, did you make that devil's music? It wasn't me, boys. It was the train. What train, Daddy? It was right there with the... And the, you know, the... Jesus Christ, blood, every time you lie. Oh. The Pooter Toot. The Pooter Toot. Uh, I th- I think the other thing Matt, that why I like the Pooter Toot is because it's it's not like big and loud. It's this little tiny toy that just goes like right, just makes little tiny fart noises, right? And so, and there is a joke here where 
Marge is Marge is asking if this is their anniversary present, her or Homer's anniversary present to her, and that 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 is they do a callback to it later in the episode. Um, yes, which I do appreciate. I but I think that's why I like the the, the pooter too is because it has a very stupid name and also but the noises of it are so tiny, like no one's gonna ever. You, why would you ever notice this thing? It's just a little toy, but it becomes such a big thing about it. I don't know. It, it, it does rub my, it, it, you know, makes me laugh a little, it makes me chuckle a little bit. Um, again, this is another D plot as Matt would put it. The, th- we just went through the three D plots and finally we're going to get to the actual a plot, which is Lisa's key where I don't, this is the other thing you kind of just have to completely ignore is the fact that how do these, everyone, all of them know exactly where these keys would go. Yeah, it's like a, a completely unmarked key, and all of a sudden, like, oh, it goes here. Oh, obviously, there, yeah. There's not thousands of keyholes in the city uh, that I could possibly be using. I mean, to be fair, like I guess it's marked. A, the Lisa's key is marked for the school, so it has to be a key to some place in the school. But how does she know that fair. it's one of the ones in the basement? Which is what happens. She goes back. She's going to go return the key to Skinner. But in but instead she runs into Nelson. Hey Lisa, what you doing? Returning this lost key to Principal Skinner. But that key could open any door in the school. Aren't you curious? Well, maybe a little, but I'd never break the rules. Little Miss Play It Safe. Have a nice day. Just like yesterday. And the day before that. 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 Nelson, either tell them what they're having for lunch or get off the PA. Sloppy Joes. And the day before that. Tater tots. And the day before that. Ooh, banned books. (gasps) Banned books. Oh, could this key open? Get thee behind me, Namuche. That's the Buddhist Satan. Let's give it a shot. No problem. Just some cobwebs. Ah! I've discovered a mystery wrapped in a riddle in the basement of a lousy school. This is a long act, Robbie. It is. The the first act is quite long, but I will say that like it does sort of do for the for this episode, right? Their idea is to ha- do a trilogy of air type episode where we see all we see Lisa on her they're on her own, Bart on his own, Homer on his own, and Marge and Maggie on their own. All having a key, all doing their own little adventure. The three of them are superfluous kind of fluff while Lisa's is the actual plot. And so if that is your idea for an episode, your first act does have to introduce basically what all those people are, all those different members of the family are doing during this episode, right? To fill in the blanks. So they do that all in the first act, Matt. I'm not going to be, again, I'm going to be as generous as I possibly can and say they get all airtime and all these different characters and kind of get us through the door on all this stuff. Also, yes. I this clip did remind me, I did like Nelson just yelling sloppy Joes. And tater tots. And tater tots. Right there. I, I mean, I had tater tots last night. No shame. Tater tots are great. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I, that just it also that like there's there's these moments where I go oh that's funny that's cute like Nelson just yelling like yelling sloppy jokes out into the into for the... once some of the jokes hit because normally in a season twenty two episode all the jokes fall completely flat in this episode there were a few that made me smile some obviously made Robbie laugh so that's better than usual that's yeah and I think that's part of my charitableness charity in this is just like it's better than most of season twenty two so I'm like eh, okay I'll give it that um. And, like, they are trying. I think that's the other thing that I feel like I get a sense from this episode that they are trying. Not that it, they, it what they do works, but at a certain point, the bar is so low when I feel like the the writing, the creative staff of the, of that, of the Simpsons is trying to make a good episode. Not even if they succeed, just that they're trying. I go, oh, that's nice. <laughs> I guess that's where we're at. Uh, we go to yeah. commercial at eight minutes and 19 seconds. Uh, when we come back, Lisa is still in the room and she finds out something very odd about all the stuff in this cool, cool room. It's like five classrooms in one. A science room, student lounge, magnesium, <gasps> an experimental theater all set for a production of Samuel Beckett's Endgame. Oh, a pull down map of nothing. And this ruler is unmarked, and the tabs on this pop-up book have no effect. And this tooth has no dent, and everything is fake. What is going on? Mother, it is my birthday, not our anniversary. Principal Skinner, do you know anything about a bizarre hidden classroom underneath the school? Mother, I have work to do. Well, it's work if they pay you. They say they're going to. Lisa, I know every moldy inch of this unaccredited school, but I have never seen such a thing as you describe. It's real. I can show you. Well, I have a very busy schedule, but Myra, cancel all my appointments. You're just pressing a mento. Very true. Okay, let's go. So uh, at this point, we cut back to Homer in the blimp. Uh, he finds a... Uh, a refrigerator full of beer, uh, but then thinks, oh, I should look up whether this is a bad idea. Yes, yes, it is. So he starts texting while blimping, and he we get a whole uh, scene of him, you know, flying, impractically flying the blimp through places a blimp would never be able to get through uh, because he's texting and driving. Ha ha, ha ha. We then go to Marge and Maggie, who are still following the farting toy through an IBS meeting uh, where they are yelled at for its insensitivity uh yeah back to a real plot lisa takes everyone uh including uh, skinner and a whole the the newspaper and everyone she's got a whole crowd behind her to the band band books room but when she opens the door nothing but books including uh i believe it is a rude band format marching band formations obviously this is not the best way to go about things I'm I'm going to say, uh, Matt, the introduction to all... Like, this is a cozy mystery, right? This is like a murder she yes, wrote. Yes, the stakes are very low. This is a murder she wrote episode, basically, or something like that. Um, even lower than that. But it is. this is a cozy mystery. And I at this point, I am curious, right? I want to know what this... what Like, what's in this classroom? Why is it being hidden, right? I'm, I'm genuinely like, oh, good job, Simpsons. I do want to know what's going on. So... Again, true. I'm being kind. I'm maybe like at this point in the episode, I'm like, oh, what's what's going on with this weird classroom? I want to know. Let me know. Yeah, let's ignore all the rest of the stuff. Uh, <laughs> especially this next section, 
uh, where Bart somehow has the key to a window washer and knows that's what it's the key to. He uses it to go up the side of a building and moon the people in the building, which, all right, fair. Uh, but he saves Gil, who has thrown himself off the roof. Ha! Ah, more suicide jokes. At least it isn't Mo, I guess. Uh, and for saving Gil, he gets the key to the city. Uh, and uh, they call him, a, I believe, a naked fairy god boy. Is that right, Robbie? Mm-hmm. Yes. Naked okay. fairy god. Like a fairy godmother, but a fairy god but, boy. Yes. There you go. Uh, yes. So he wins the key to the city. And he's at this point, he's very upset because he keeps trying to do all these naughty, bad things and accidentally doing good, which... All right, I guess. They're trying to give... Matt, again, here. This is me being kind. They are trying to give every single one of the family members an arc, right? They're trying to give them something to give them a reason for us to be watching their little... Their deep... Their D stories, right? Like, we have a hook for the A plot. The A plot is, we need to... What's in this classroom? What's this weird mystery? But the rest of these plots are like, oh, well, I guess what is Homer going to do with a blimp? How is Bart going to find mischief yet? And every time he finds mischief, it turns into him doing good. Uh, I, the least the margin Maggie thing is like, isn't it funny that a toy farts is really the, the hook. But mm-hmm. I will say this with this again. I'll say it. They are trying. This is an attempt. Like I said at the beginning, I mean they try every week. I feel like no, 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 man. I don't think so. I don't. I can tell now. I have a sense. I feel like I have a sense. Like (laughs) all of a sudden, like over time, we've been doing this for years now. I have a sense when they're trying and when they're not. Um, when they are, when there's a little bit more care, I feel like that's the thing. There's a little bit more care in this one, and they don't succeed. I don't care about Bart and his mischief. Like it doesn't mean much. But they're they're trying. I think they want me to, they're trying to get my attention. They're like, here's something. And you're like, okay, you, you maybe don't do it with a suicide joke. Yeah. yeah that'd be, yeah, yeah. it was Gil, not Mo. It was Gil this time, not Mo. That was the one thing I was like, okay, for once it's not Mo, sure. And Gil still fell really far. I do want to say, like, Gil oh, yeah, fell he, like be four stories. Yeah, like, that'd still break your legs or something. <laughs> oh, gosh. Anyway, okay, moving on. Uh, we see Skinner and Chalmers conspiring uh, to keep the secret room a secret. So we, we know uh, through this that what Lisa saw was actually true. Uh, and when they see Lisa, they get the key back from her. They say, no, 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 this is a school property. You can't have this. You know, there's no secret room. Move along, move along. Uh, we then get a scene where uh, the cops try to catch Homer in his blimp. <sighs> sorry, sorry. The cops are in their own blimps and they're chasing Homer and Homer runs into a billboard. Or we're sorry, one of the cops runs into a billboard. Yeah, it does happen. You can tell this is my least favorite of all the stories. I honestly think this is worse than the farting toy. No, I agree with you, Matt. I the, the blimp stuff is incredibly forgettable. Like, there's nothing in it that is. In, there's nothing clever about it, right? And like normally, I would say, well, the Simpsons try and do lots of different types of humor, like the lowest of low, dumb stuff to very smart and clever stuff. And this is maybe them trying to do that, right? Like, this is all this is a stupid slapstick, you know, dumb chase scenes with a, car, a a police blimp, whatever. But even then, it's just still like a lot of this for a lot of these, the quote unquote B stories. I'm just waiting for us to get back to Lisa. I'm like, I want to know what's happening in the mystery. I don't care about Homer and his blimp. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, speaking of which, we immediately go back to Lisa uh, and her, uh, you know, mystery. Uh, and she does a very interesting uh, 
end run around uh, the administration. Hi, my name is Lisa Simpson. Ah, yes, the Simpsons. A notch and a bump, two notches and a bump. That's us. Do you think you could reproduce the key in this photo? Yeah, but it's going to cost you. How much? Dollar eighty-five. If you want that little plastic ring around it, now that's going to cost you another seven cents. Keep the change. Yes, ma'am. How did this bookshelf get here so fast? I bet it's shoddy. What do you think of that, Nancy Drew? Jeez, they're dropping like flies. The children are on bus 23. Ah! And there we have it. The mystery deepens. Somebody knows what happened to those kids, but we don't know who it is. I mean, anyone who knows anything about The Simpsons knows who this is because it's very obviously Otto uh, because of the hair and the, the, you know, face shape and everything. Uh, But I don't know why anyone didn't bother to touch the briefcase or the uh, bookcase in the first place (laughs) because she barely taps on it and it just falls into, you know, ashes. It's convenient for the plot. That's that's all. Indeed it is. I mean, yeah, it's absolutely Otto. I did the, the 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 cutaway gag, the bit of her Lisa imagining both the Hardy Boys, Nancy Drew, and Encyclopedia Brown dead. That got me. I read. A I lot. don't know why that got you. I read a lot of Encyclopedia so Brown. Yeah, I think it's just that I saw so Encyclopedia. I. I just I don't. You never see references to Encyclopedia Brown, Matt. Um, it's fair. You see lots of Nancy Drew, obviously, lots of Hardy Boys. You don't get a lot of Encyclopedia Brown, and that's Encyclopedia Brown was mine. That was like that was my 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 middle because grade. He was the nerdiest of all. He he wasn't chasing smugglers or or going down into caves or anything. He was just like, no, you did this and then this, and then basically solving with his brain. Middle, he was the middle grade cozy mystery uh, of 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 my youth, and I think yes. The story is basically a little bit uh, feels very I don't know that's probably why I like Lisa's stories in general. Lisa is very much an encyclopedia brown type, um, but the fact that it's just I saw it there and that it's like morbidly encycl- encyclopedia brown wouldn't even be that old, uh, but they're all dead and I I don't know it just it caught me off guard. <laughs> it's probably it I don't know like again I, maybe it's just I mean I'm honest I th- no one acknowledges how much your mood how you're feeling that day can affect how much what how media hits you i'm kind of happy about today today's gonna be a good day i'm gonna get tacos tonight so i'm maybe i'm just feeling nicer about the simpsons it's honestly my baby maybe, maybe you can all y'all listening okay if you have a good taco date going on later in the day it makes you feel better about bad simpsons episodes it's a simple truth <laughs> Fair enough, fair mm. enough. But with that revelation to Lisa, we go to a commercial. Uh, for the shortest act in history. It is, oh my God. Yeah, I, I almost, I minutes. was like, I almost thought like, maybe I should just capture the whole thing. It's two and a half minutes. Um, so we track the farting toy to a uh, uh, to a river spillway where we have interminable, this is the worst thing in this episode, Matt, to me. Right oh, this is where they weren't even trying with the Wiggum jokes. The Wiggum like, can't reach down to get the toy, and then we have snakes there, cause, and he can't reach to get snake, because snake's also on the ground. It's terrible. This goes on forever. This feels like it takes a minute of the full two and a half minute act, and you're like, well, anything would be better than this. Just make the credits longer, and you make this episode better. Um, so Bart 
at this point, Bart has basically given up on his own mystery and is joining up with Lisa. And this is where we get a big, uh, I guess, the next step, right? The next, like, breadcrumb to get to the true core of this mystery we get from Nelson. Yeah, I've been held back more times than I can count, which I guess is why I keep getting held back. You know anything about Bus 23? Whoa, Goldilocks, you best be leaving those bowls of porridge alone. There's only one bed that's just right for me, the bed with the truth in it, which is probably the third one. All right, I'll tell you. I'll tell you about Bus 23. It was a cold winter, too vest cold. A bus was loaded with kids for a field trip. I was going to shake them down for field trip money, but... What I heard shook me worse than my dad when I was a baby. Sir, this bus is too heavy to cross the ice bridge. They'll have to take a more circuitous route. There's no time to be safe. Now bang the side of that bus. Bang it twice. That bus never came back. So the answer to our mystery lies on the other side of that ice bridge. But it's summertime. The ice bridge will be a water nothing. Hey, kids. If I tossed you guys a bucket full of something, could you pour it out and toss the bucket back up? Don't drink it! That's where the ice bridge would be. Go down! (laughs) Dad, stop! But who needs so many buttons? Hey, look, Homer's in the story now. Yeah, that's the thing where you're, there's not... In Trilogy of Error... Na- and now for no reason, here's Homer. And now for no reason, here's Homer. In Trilogy of Error, it feels very organic when everything ends up coming together, right? It doesn't feel contrived. Yes. This feels entirely contrived. Lisa's doing her thing, and then suddenly Bart is here, and then suddenly Homer's there. All Everyone's just, boom, they're there. And you're like, oh... Okay, okay. Now we need. Now it's all about an ice bridge, and you're like, "What? What do you mean an ice bridge? Are you telling me they sent school buses over driving over ice in winter time? What? What? Like, what year is The Simpsons supposed to be? Even in this flashback, what? What was it like? 1912? Like, <laughs> it can't be that long ago. Do 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 they do this? Matt, in northern places where there are, like, do they, I don't think they do. They build regular bridges. No, no, I do not think that they do. No, this isn't, like, I know in Alaska they have, like, the ice highway and stuff, but I don't, this is craziness. Um, but that's it. That's like, oh, look, exposition, exposition from Nelson gets us to Lisa falling out of a blimp into, I guess, a river that was frozen over. Uh, and she sees the bus from the sky as she's falling. And as she's falling, we go to our final commercial at 16 minutes and 52 seconds. And don't worry, the final act is also very, very short. Uh, It's the usual five minutes. Let's wrap things up quickly, people. Chop, chop. So Lisa somehow does not die falling from the blimp, what appears to be, I don't know, 100 feet or so in the air. She hit hit the water just the right way, Matt. Uh Uh-huh. That's how that works. Uh, So she falls into the water, and she looks into the bus and sees... Uh, that they're not real kids. They're mannequins. That's odd. Meanwhile, Homer jumps out of the blimp, and we get a whole bit of Homer not fitting through the hatchway and Bart having to kick him through. It's, it's, it's supposed to be jokes about Homer being fat, but and, and Bart wanting to do harm to his father, but they're not actually funny. They're just par for the course. 
So Homer gets down in the water as well. Uh, Homer is, of course, freaked out by all these children, quote unquote, uh, around him and immediately starts, you know, grabbing them and I guess trying to kill them because they're creepy. Uh, but Lisa has identified the fact that they're mannequins, and now she's even more confused as to what exactly is going on here. Uh, but unfortunately, all the mannequins float to the surface, because these are very lightweight mannequins, uh, trapping Lisa and Homer underneath the top of the water, because they can't just push one of them aside. I guess they're very sticky mannequins? I, I don't know. Don't, again, Matt, like, this stuff is... We're all not going to try and overthink all this. this is, I know, I know. All this is falling apart. This is where, like, not, like... You're like, why are they mannequins? Every step of this, you're like, what is going on? Like the core, this is the this is like the uh, this is a J.J. Abrams mystery box with nothing inside. (laughs) Where you're like, when you open the box, you're you're like, wait a minute, oh, this is just lost again. There's a lot of interesting questions that lead to nothing. And yeah, there's mannequins, and mannequins are not ice. Like you can get around a mannequin. You can use a mannequin they're if they're easy. floating. You can use one as a flotation, like you just grab onto one exactly, of those guys. Yeah. Right? Yeah, they're not going <sighs> to block you. They, there's, they're not solid. Whatever, it doesn't matter. What happens next? What happens next? Eh, well, finally, we get the last plot thread to be threaded through the same hole. Uh, the farting toy shows up with Marge in tow and knocks over a tree into the water, saving Homer and Lisa because it moves the mannequins out of the way with the tiniest amount of force. So everyone gets out of the water. They're fine. They don't have to go to the hospital or anything, even though it's, you know, lots of snow around and they've been in freezing cold water. No, no, everyone's fine immediately. It's not frozen. It's not frozen now, Matt. It's it's not. I want to say it's just normal. I want to say it's normal water. I I swear there was snow. There was snow in the flashback. There's not snow in the the present day. It doesn't matter again. Yes, they would be hurt. And like they felt like literally Lisa and Homer fell out of a blimp. They would be very injured. They're fine. (laughs) They're fine. Don't worry about it. They're fine. Uh, so Otto shows up and confesses that he was the bus driver that day and that he left those kids to die and ran away. Lisa tells him that they were mannequins. And he says, oh, that makes it so much better that I ran away and didn't tell anybody about it. I'm like, no, Otto, it doesn't. One, because you thought they were people. It doesn't. And two, Otto mentions killing a, a hobo with a big mouth. Like, oh, geez. He does right. say that he maybe he thinks he made that up. Yeah, let's go with that. Again, man, like, so, what is, like, we've gotten to this thing, you're like, well, what is all this? Like, none of this makes sense. Why, like, why is there a bus? Why does it have mannequins in it? Why did Otto forget to, why did he cover this up? Like, there's a lot of questions, you're like, what is going on? And you're like, well, someone's got to explain this, right? Indeed, they do. Uh, the uh, All four, five Simpsons, Stanley something Baggy is there, and Otto rush back to the school, where Bart has somehow stolen Skinner's keys... Because Skinner and Chalmers are trying to run away with a bunch of records, I guess. This like boxes stuff. full of file I, folders. I thought it was just stuff. Yeah, I don't know what it was. I think it's. I, yeah, I, it's theoretically, I it's, it's like evidence of some kind. Right. It's theoretically the evidence of their of their misdeeds, even though their misdeeds are not very very tame. But whatever. Yes, indeed. But uh, because Bart stole the keys, now we get the uh, explanation of what exactly happened. I suppose you'll want to know why this all happened. Picture what I'm describing in your minds. Years ago, we received a government grant to improve the school. Unfortunately, I cashed it. And the money was in my pants when Mother did the laundry. These pants were good for another day. That's not your decision. I'm the boss of my own laundry. Well, you don't have to sleep next to you. 
keep the feds from coming after us, we built the phony schoolrooms that you saw. So all you had to do was fill the class with mannequins and take a few pictures. Yes, except for one small glitch. We could only afford to rent the mannequins. <gasps> if we didn't get them back by five, we'd be charged for the extra day. And they didn't prorate. <gasps> Otto, maybe it was wrong of us to let you think you killed 24 children. Who could say? Well, there's two things you didn't count on. My dad getting a giant wedding cake and my sister locking herself in the car. We planned for the wedding cake. We just didn't see the baby thing coming. Well, you should have. How could I? She wasn't even born yet. People have babies. So, real quick, I just want to say what horrible people Skinner and Chalmers are for letting Otto think that he killed a bunch of children. But the bit at the end, I'm just, oh, we we saw the, the wedding cake thing happening, but we didn't count on the baby. Like, what? That is so out there that I, I, I can't even imagine it was supposed to be funny. It's the, I will not defend any of this, Matt. I'm not going to even charitably give it like a <laughs> silver lining. This is all really clumsy and it makes no sense. And in the middle of it, they like stop and start like making fun of their own bad explanations, like lampshading their own bad reasoning for all this mystery. And you, you can't, like a good mystery is one that it's interesting question for like, Oh, there's a, a, a classroom underneath this school in the basement of the school. That's, that's kind of hidden locked and you find it and it looks like a normal classroom, but it has nothing real behind it. Right. And everything is just surface only facade. It's a facade of a classroom. Now, why would you have that? And, and why is it here? And why does no, why are they hiding it? Like, Okay. A good mystery has an interesting impetus, that really good question in the beginning, but obviously it has to build on it. And it, it's as much as is about that good opening and a good ending where we have a reasonable, rational reason that the world is the way it is. You also have to do everything in the middle, right? You have to have the stepping stones to the mystery. <laughs> Also and makes they sense. definitely do not. Because honestly, I could see this explanation working if it wasn't for the whole, oh, a bunch of dead kids kind of thing. That, that's, uh, that's a negatory on that one. Yeah, the, like, th that's the thing, Matt. They don't need uh, mannequins in a bus. Like, that's the crate. Like, you, I agree. Like, you can't have, like, oh, we wanted, we made up a fake classroom because we, and like, also the, like, if you're going to tell a joke about Skinner losing the money, you could come up with a better thing that it got washed in the laundry. Really? Is yeah. that what we're doing? I've washed money in the laundry before. It doesn't destroy the money. money and why would you cash it? It doesn't just, seem like they could have easily just gone. Skinner needed the money for this, for a funny reason. Come up with a funny. Re it's a, we had to use the money to pay out a settlement payment for when uh, when uh, Gunter got trapped in a, a chocolate fountain. Yeah, at a, it's, a, it's obviously a terrible school. You can come up with a reason they needed money, right? And that's the thing. They instead it's got stuck. It, that's really all it is. It's like, oh, because he cashed it. Who cares he cashed it or not? It's really, how does that money get spent? How did it get lost? So that's the thing. And then you immediately like, okay, well, I can see them losing the money and then needing to cover for it. And then them trying to cover up that cover up, right? But this weird, incongruous stuff with the bus and auto. Auto, like, auto is a stoner. I get it. He's He has a brain, though. He's not like again like it's when I who's carrying the idiot ball this week? Otto is. Otto has to be the dumbest. <laughs> Definitely Otto. Otto has to be the dumbest man alive for this to work out. 
uh, and think like he's not just a stoner, but actually dumb, which we know that he's not. No, he's not. You don't have to be a genius to recognize a mannequin, right? Like, is you have to come up with something else that is that is covering all of this. And they did, but they were like, I think they just went started going down that path. And by the time they realized it was bad, they just kind of went, oh, we don't know what else to do. Um, that's not the end of the episode, though. That's not the end. No, no, that's not the end of the episode because there's a there's a tiny bit where we have an epilogue of Otto crashing the bus again, thinking that everyone is a mannequin, so everything's going to be okay. And it's not. There's Milhouse and Wendell are there, and he hopes the bus will slow down like an inception, but instead it just falls into the water. And that's where we end the episode, with children and Otto drowning in a cold river. <laughs> Hilarious. It's a really good joke. Uh, ha ha. Yeah. The first, I, 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 I don't know. The, I would say the first two acts are are good enough, um, especially the Lisa stuff. The all the B plots are. It's a fun story overall, but like you said, there needed to be more ramp up in the middle, and they didn't have time because they tried to make this trilogy of error kind of thing where everyone's plots come together. And if you just chopped off one of those or combined a couple, combined the Bart and Marge one or something like that, you could have had something more interesting. You don't need the, the trilogy of everything. You don't. This, this could just be a Lisa story with having Bart as her sidekick. You know, have a yeah. with Bart doing some of the dirty work and helping her out. Which is they've done lots of episodes of Lisa Bart solving mysteries, and I like all of them largely, even the ones that are bad. I still appreciate to a certain extent, and it's probably why I still have some fondness for this, even though it's very mid. Um, we'll rank it at the end of the show. Robbie, is this episode broken? I don't think so. I don't think it's broken. It it's it it's has it's very flawed, but it's not broken. It works well. It like it works. It's there. It it gets there. It's not good, but you know it's a feeling thing. I don't. It's not. It's, it's, <laughs> it's not broken at all. Um, we can move on to our next segment. It's time for comments from the news group. Okay, here we are. Alt dot nerd dot obsessive. Uh, Constant News Group is where I ask our supporters over there on patreon.com slash the Simpson Show to leave their review for an episode. I read them on the air. First from Tim. Wasn't sure if this is supposed to be a leftover scraps episode or a let's take a walk down memory lane episode. Clearly, this is intended to be season 22's high concept effort. All it achieved for me was boredom. Even after watching it twice, I feel rather underwhelmed. At least the rewatch got me figure out where Hank Scorpio appeared, for what it's worth. Why the writers think Homer's drunk and distracted blimp driving is funny? At least he didn't try to pin that on Marge, number 405, not canon, and while the Keys concept could be modeled into a watchable story, take a lot more work than, it was, than was exhibited here from Dara. Hank Scorpio appearance. This is definitely an episode that existed, and I'll admit it seemed to get a little better as it went on, but not enough to make it watchable. Homer's line about needing to buy Marge a new, anniversary, a new anniversary gift did not get did get me to smile. So bonus point to that, and we'll call it, I don't even know, the 13th best episode of season 22. Sure. Yeah, the the, the bit, the, the toy breaks at the end of the episode, and they do a callback where Homer goes, oh, I need to get you a new anniversary present. Oh, that's right, yeah. Yeah, yeah we didn't mention, but yeah, there is a callback. So that, and like, that's... That, Matt, is like another, like, that looks like, it feels like effort, right? Where you plant a seed early in the episode, and then you actually do a callback joke to it late in, late in the episode. Is it a great joke? It's okay, but it's effort, at least. Uh, from Derek, 500 keys, more like 500 Zs, am I right? LOL. That pun doesn't even work in our version of English over here, but works for my American amigos. But wow, what a snoozer. Yeah. It'd be like, yeah, 500 Zs. 
you weirdos and your zeds. Well, what a snoozer. I feel like this was supposed to be another format-bending episode a la Trilogy of Error, but honey, no, Trilogy of Error, this is not. Structure of this thing is crumbling at the seams. Why on earth they would give most of the time to one plot, whilst the other wafer-thin plots come together at the end in the most contrived ways is beyond me. Then we have to contend with all the other nonsense to make up the episode. Trummer Singh has to for- oversee 14 other schools. Could have fooled me. Who are you kidding? You're joining Skinner at the hip and are in some weird, creepy, codependent relationship, but don't pretend otherwise. What is it that... What, what in the hell is going on with Otto's voice? Thought Satan was speaking to me through my TV. Terrifying. Yeah, it was me. I was the bus driver. And now I'm going to t- feast on your soul. Another one that sucked did leucked. I want to... Here's my guess. Harry Shearer is probably just sick. Or... Or... Yeah. Or... They were trying to sell Otto as, like, this grizzled character in this episode in particular like they're trying to transform Otto into a different archetype because he's grizzled and has seen death and stuff and you're like i guess i guess yeah that's the thing where you're like is that the, f- the if it's confusing it didn't work <laughs> you can't it has to be clear ult- ultimately depending on whatever it is you need to know you need to know uh, from JJ, an interesting idea with mediocre exec- execution. The school bus mystery is incredibly contrived and, nonsense- and nonsensical, as is the way they bring the family's indiv- individual plots together at the end. Few smiles, such as Quimby calling Bart a naked fairy godboy, and Marge's line, turn down those blimp engines and tell me where you are. But also some really awful moments, like Nelson making a joke about how his dad shook him when he was a baby, and that disturbing Brandine cutaway. Oh, we didn't even mention the Brandine cutaway, man. We did not for a very good reason. Yeah, it's... It, uh, it involves a, a, a an uncut umbilical cord. Oof. Yeah. At least the slightly experimental writing makes this more interesting than most of season 22. And why 500 keys? Did they originally play in this, make make this the 500th episode? Feels like too much of a coincidence considering we're only 15 episodes away from that milestone. Probably. But I would... See, JJ, now you're just... You just sparked an idea in my head of like, if they really want to do something crazy for that 500th episode with 500 keys... You'd have like this weird metaphysical thing where every single key opens a, a door to a different episode, and the Simpsons could like dimension hop through their own old stories, and we get a weird meta thing going on. That's what I would. That's what hmm, makes. That's what that makes. That'd be a stress for a bit. That's not a real episode thing, unless you want to yeah. just make it a conceit for like, oh, it's the, you know, where they're as they approach a thousand episodes, you could do that. Let's just skip over all the teen years. That would be an interesting house of horror: the Simpsons multiverse. I feel like they've touched on that before but never really ex- like gone full in on it yeah but maybe they they i hope they eventually would it seems like especially with the marvel with marvel now phase focusing on multiversal stuff you'd think they would do that i don't know from joshua the episode feels like an attempt to make a new version of trilogy of error and while i appreciate that they are trying something new with the structure of the show this episode doesn't come close to the humor fun and memorableness of trilogy we don't get anything close to lingo is dead there are moments here i think i like bart's subplot the best but it's overall just too bland and lazy to have any staying power yeah i agree um that's it for comments from the script thank you all for watching the episode and, and leaving reviews uh appreciate y'all doing it if you want to support us and join this cavalcade of calamity or parade of pain leave your own reviews watch the episode with us join us on the patreon patreon.com slash the simpson show i'll say it once say it again next segment matt it's time for the listener question of the week let's try one more number <gasps> yellow kbbl is gonna give me something stupid well hot dog we have a wiener yellow our listener question of the week this week is what's your favorite Kristen shaw project be it movie or television show uh, lots of lots and lots and lots of really good answers. Um, Matt, take it away. 
All right, first up from Tim. I'll go with her appearance in Weird Al Yankovic's Tacky video. While I get that the point of her 30 Rock character was to be incredibly annoying, that didn't make it right for me. I mean, yeah, that that's that's to the extreme right there. Uh, from Derek. Gotta say, don't actually know who she is, but she was in the Ugly Betty pilot, so there's that. God, what a great show. And she did two episodes of American Dad in 2011-12, so undoubtedly better than her Simpsons outing. I mean... That's fair, but uh, Derek, if you're not watching Bob's Burgers, I, I was gonna say yeah, I really have to ask why. Derek, why aren't you watching Bob's Burgers, man? You 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 love The Simpsons. You're not watching Bob's like give a, give Bob's Burgers a shot, man. Watch a couple of Bob's right. Burgers seasons, see how you feel about it. <sighs> All right, next up from Dara, Mabel on Gravity Falls. That show was so much better than I expected it to be. Time for a rewatch. Which won't take long. I didn't get that many episodes. Uh, from Matt, I have been watching the show What We Do in the Shadows recently, and I did not realize how much she's been in the show over the years. While I think she is fantastic in that show, it's hard to escape her phenomenal portrayal as Louise in Bob's Burgers. I've been watching since day one, and she will always make me laugh. Uh, from Aaron, this may be the toughest question you guys have ever asked, as What We Do in the Shadows, Gravity Falls, and Bob's Burgers are all among my favorite shows. If forced to choose, I'll go with Gravity Falls because her character is the strongest of the three. From Andy, I enjoyed her in her small role as Miss Gilroy in Valentine's Day. However, my favorite is her as Louise Belcher in Bob's Burgers. Uh, from Joshua, even though I'm a big Bob's Burgers fan, I love Gravity Falls so much. One of the best things Disney has ever done, and Shaw is absolutely perfect as Mabel. I mean, don't give Disney too much credit. They pretty much just greenlight it and then didn't cancel it after uh, and they normally would have. Uh, from Adrian, for me, it's a toss-up between the role as Mel in Flight of the Concords and Sarah Lynn in BoJack Horseman. If I had to pick one, it would be Sarah Lynn. Shaw gives an incredible performance in that role on the episode That's Too Much Man, in which Sarah Lynn plays a prominent role as one of the most devastating episodes of TV I've ever watched. Oh, my God. Adrian, why would you do that? Why would you remind people of that episode? Ugh. <laughs> <sighs> that's, that's, not, that's not quite a Jurassic Park level, but it's pretty damn close. Uh, for Mitch 100, it's Sarah Lynn from BoJack Horseman all the way for me. That character, that arc, it just broke me. I am still haunted. We all are, Mitch. We all are. Uh, on the opposite side of the spectrum, I wish she would that she could leave what we do in the shadows alone. Her character really does nothing for me. <laughs> How dare you? Uh, yeah, from Peon 2, I'll give a shout out for Gravity Falls. For a kid's show, it has quite a bit of clever humor and is engaging from beginning to end, and they managed to end it before it grew stale or got ran into the ground, unlike some other beloved animated shows. Peon, too. I'm not sure what you could be talking about. No idea. Uh, from Iron Sheik 84, my favorite Christian Schwab project, uh, project is the voice of Louise Belcher on Bob's Burgers. And I'd like to give a shout out to a role as Carol on Last Man on Earth, which was unfortunately canceled on an enormous cliffhanger, just like My Name is Earl. <laughs> Aww. Uh, from Brian, Toy Story 3 wasn't allowed to be that good. I find it insane how much Pixar perfected twist villains before having that god-awful twist in Lightyear. Lotso is just such a good villain. I will never not cry during the ending. Oh, wait, Christian Shaw gets introduced in this movie along with several other characters who are also fun with distinct personalities. Plus, there's a Totoro cameo. Robbie, am I saying that right? Totoro? Or is it Totoro? It's Totoro, man. Totoro, sorry. Totoro. Japanese pronunciation is just all wrong. It's it's really not that complicated, Matt. It's really easy. It's Totoro. How's hard oh, to I say know. Totoro? I know. I'm just saying it's wrong. It's not hard. I'm just saying it's wrong. Okay. okay. <laughs> all right. All right, xenophobe. Continuing Brian's comments, what I'm saying is the second animated movie to get nominated for Best Picture deserved it. Robbie, what is your response? Uh, here's the thing. I think ultimately she probably will be remembered the most for is Bob's Burgers. But I, as in, I said in our weekly episode of here for Bob's Burgers this week on our Patreon, I don't think I love Bob's Burgers. I think I like Bob's Burgers a lot, and I don't love it. Uh, and I, I, I talk about my reasoning in, in, in our, our Patreon stuff. But of her stuff that I, what we do in the shadows, I think, is my favorite television show right now. Right. And maybe 
Okay, Matt, this is, if you don't like what we do in the shadows, you need to like examine your brain. It is so funny. It is so good. It's all awkward humor and I can't do awkward it's, humor. It's, it's not awkward. What are you talking about? Is is wordplay? What's it's, supposed to be funny is weird situations where everyone is awkward and unsure of what to do. That's like what's funny about the show. No, 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 no. It is about these weird vampire people who've lived for hundreds of years. Uh, and yes, they get in weird situations. What you're describing is called a sitcom, situational comedy. It's not awkward though. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are au- sometimes they're awkward, vamp- weird because they don't have the social skills of modern humans because they've been a- a- alive for hundreds of years and they murder people. Um, that's one of the things I love about the show is that our protagonists are all killers. <laughs> they're all like, they all have to kill people to live. Um, Matt Berry is a treasure, but also I would say that Christian Shaw's part of that show she's a good supporting character but she's not integral to the cast um she's good what she does in that i like it um i would say if my so them like i it's my favorite thing she's in probably but i think of the things that she's like a main character it is gravity falls uh, i i really really i do love gravity falls it's a lot of fun it's so, it is that kind of just wacky fun kid show that you could just watch over and over again it's just very silly and mabel's great uh and she does, and kristen shaw does a great job matt what is your answer i have to go with gravity falls uh gravity falls is basically the x-files for kids and it's 100% fantastic if you've never seen gravity falls please go watch it like i said there's only like two seasons i think and it is phenomenal and the christian shaw does a great job as mabel the character is supposed to be a little bit annoying but it rides that very fine line between annoying and wonderful to watch and it's just the best it is one of the best animated shows of all time i think it's i think honestly that the fact that it only went two seasons let's just stay that that nice thing yeah. forever it didn't go like the new futurama reboot i'm sure it's fine i'm not, i just i got burned by the last reboot <laughs> the last couple seasons they Seems like every so often there's like a few dramas going to get three more se- two seasons out of nowhere, and you're like, oh, okay, C- cool. Oh, uh, did why? Did we know why? Did, is it because Simpsons are still around and Matt Groening got bored? Like, what's whatever. Um, next week's question: What's your favorite car stunt in a movie? All the bus crash and that it made me think. Um, <laughs> and he mentioned the the, the bus and the the, the crash and inception and all that but i i'm a i love good a good car crash in a movie right i love it like is it the 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 stupider the better honestly the bigger and dumber the 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 stunt the more i like it um so what is your favorite car stunt in a movie everyone's seen a movie with a car stunt in it i don't want to hear any excuses about oh i haven't seen that get to work guys come on watch things they're good for you it's good to expose yourself to art it's new I know you're preaching the choir. I also don't have any time to do anything. That's next week's question. I'll post it on our Reddit, our subreddit, which is R the Simpson Show. I have a link to that in our show notes. Uh, I post it on our Patreon again, patreon.com slash the Simpson Show. And finally, you can just email us, simpsonshowpod at gmail.com. Always there. We can move on to our next segment. It's time for the new Google Trivia Challenge. I am too smart. I am too smart. SMRT. I mean, S-M-A-R-R-T. The No Google Trivia Challenges. Matt and I each challenge each other with three trivia questions. One easy, one medium, and one hard. And try and stump the other. I'm, I'm on the verge of victory. Yes, Robbie. You're close. You're close. We get it. It's so... Two episodes to go, Matt. And I'm, I, I have nine points on you. 
So is I can shut you out if I get if I do it well today. I can guarantee I can clinch the season. Yes, we'll have to see that, won't we? Does that make an exciting last episode of the season for trivia? No, it does not. But I'm not here uh, to make anyone happy. I'm here to win. That's what I say. You're not first. <laughs> you're not first. To let, you're last. All right. All right, athlete boy. That's I'm. I'm competitive. I make no bones about it, Matt. Okay. Nothing wrong with competitive spirit. It makes me a better person than you. See. See what I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He did. I yeah. Did you ready for an easy question, Matt? I am ready. In Mister Plow. Homer buys what? Uh, a snowplow truck. You are correct. See, man, I give you one easy on you this week. Mr. Plow. You know Mr. Plow. I do, but do I know Mr. Plow well enough is the real question. I don't know. All right, your easy question. In Sideshow Bob's Last Gleaming, what jet does Sideshow Bob steal? A Harrier? You are correct. The British-made Harrier jump jet, pride of the United States Air Force. <laughs> I thought, didn't... didn't I don't remember this in real life or not. I thought it was true that Harriers were really not good. Uh, they are not, no. Yeah, uh, and the Air Force never really used them. They were more of a Marine uh, plane just because of their uh, uh, BTL, uh, VTOL and uh, STOL capabilities. They were able to just you know get off of tiny little aircraft carriers, which the, the British use. American aircraft carriers are much larger, so they get a lot less use. See, and the Air Force doesn't fly off of carriers, so what if they need a, a short jump, uh, short you know, takeoff and landing? So, see, Matt here he's giving us updates on rat and mice testing, and also giving us good <laughs> details about the VTOL capabilities of Harrier jump jets. Your medium question, sure. Matt. I've, I went back and forth on which should, this should be the medium question or the hard question because I have a feeling oh, you're wow. going to get. I have a feeling you're going to get at least one of these two questions right, and if you're going to get <laughs> one right, I want it to be the medium question. And not the okay. hard question, but I'm not sure. And I'm really worried that I'm going to give you the medium question and you're going to be completely confused and not know it. And then the hard question you're going to get in six seconds. But okay. Your medium question. What store is Barney giving away flyers for? And what is the discount? Uh, what store is he giving away? Oh, it's the baby store. It's Lullabies. What is the discount? Um, I'm going to say 30%. You got the name right. But the discount oh, is dang it. 20. Numbers are hard. 20% discount. Tell them the big baby uh. sent you. <laughs> I remember that part. You, I'm talking to you. You sicken me. You, I'll give you a point, Matt. Can't sick any lower. Hi, Ma. I'll give you a point for the, getting this, the store name right. Well, thank you. Thank you. You're, you're Your medium question. What is the name of the colonel that runs the Air Force Base inside Show Bob's Last Gleaming? Colonel Hap Hapablap. You, uh, okay. I need his first name. Oh, come on, Matt. Um, no one remembers his first name. Is it? I did. His name is Colonel Hap Hapablap. This is Colonel Blank Hap Hapablap. Yes, I know. But the, no one calls him by his first name. Um, I want to say it's like a, it's like an old name. I, I, I mean, it's a guess because I don't know. But I, I'm just going to guess the first name. I don't know why I want to say. I don't think the name I think of, I'm thinking of that I want to say is the right answer. I think I'm just my brain is just like saying it's this, it's this. I'm like, no, it's not. Why are you saying that? Um, really doing my best to try and does he try to remember when do they say it? Like try to picture it. I will help you out here. Uh, it is when Sideshow Bob is trapped in the bathroom and he goes, "Son, this is Colonel Blank Hap Hap a Blap." Yeah, I know, but I can't. I'm trying to. Give myself a, a 
the the fake hap voice that Sideshow Bob does, and I just can't. The door summon. already is closed. I just can't summon it. Um, Leslie. You are correct. What? Leslie Hap Hap. It is Leslie. I thought I was making it that is up. <laughs> God, nope, you are correct. I, are you, Matt? Okay, this is a serious question. Are you telling me I should trust what my brain says? Occasionally, yes. Not always, but occasionally. <sighs> I don't like that. That's not good. I was like, I, the, my brain was in turn. As soon as you said I need his first name, I'm like, my brain was like, it's Leslie. It's Leslie. It's Leslie. I'm like, it's not Leslie. <laughs> Stop making that up. It's not Leslie. And I'm like, he's huh. an old man. Okay, if your first name was Leslie and you were in the military, you'd go by Hap, right? Yeah, that's probably true. And your name's Happablap, which is, a, yeah. I mean, that's a that that's a really good last name. To be fair, it is. Yes. All right, Matt, your your hard question. Okay. Lisa watches a safety demonstration of what motor company? Uh, a safety demonstration. No, she watches a video of uh, dummies, which aren't dummies. Oh, that's right. That's right. Because they get up and and walk a- afterwards. Um. Okay, the question. Uh, okay, the question is: Is it? Is this exhibit disclosed? Okay, okay, okay. What is it? What is it? Is it? Um, I want to say it's Komatsu Motors. I don't think that's right. Sorry, Matt. That is the name of the. That's oh. the the plow, I believe, is Komatsu Motors. Ah, uh, it is. Yes, I just didn't think. I I, I couldn't remember if she watched it at their booth or somebody else's. Booth. No, the 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 voice is a giveaway. It is a German. Caricature. Okay. And the motor company is called Fourth Reich Motors. <laughs> wow. Okay. Oh, yeah, okay. Exactly. Wow. All right. That's All right. exactly. And it's a, it's a little taste of yeah, the Simpsons have always been making pretty borderline jokes. Right. For their entire. It's just, it just used to be funnier uh, <laughs> in, the, in the old days. All right, Robert, you ready for your hard question? I to am. Sink it, to, to cinch it. Mm hmm. All right. What horrible foodstuffs and similar items are in the crusty obstacle course at the beginning of the episode? How many how many things do I have to name? There are one, two, three, four, five, six things. Oh, I'm not gonna get all those. Okay, one point for each two things. I'm not gonna I don't know if I'll name one. Um one like it's rotten stuff and it's really I'm, I think one of them is beans. I want rancid beans or something like that. Um cottage cheese. Um like all this stuff is like varying degrees of rotted or rancid or just gross. So like bean, beans, uh, baked beans. I'll say it's baked beans, um, cottage cheese. Um, uh, let me like what are other gross uh, like orange soda? Um, uh, half and Can half. You tell me that that orange soda is a gross foods food stuff to jump into. Yes. Uh, okay, to, to jump into that's fair. I would drink. I, I like orange soda fairly, fairly fine, Matt. But if you're telling me I have to ju- like swim in it or climb through it, oh, no, thank you. Really, uh, any soda would be really gross to be in. Yeah, it'd be sticky and like smell like it'd smell bad yeah. immediately. Half and half. Uh, I think I have four things. So um, half and half is funnier than milk. So half and half. Um, I'm trying to think of other liquids that would you that would you. Uh, We'll say ketchup and mustard. All right. So those are your, those are your six, right? Those are my six. Okay. Uh, you almost got one. Almost. <laughs> okay, good. That's great. Well, almost so one. So he starts out with refried beans. Okay, beans. Yeah. Uh, and then he will slide down into rich eggy Bernays sauce. How can uh, we afford it? It's rancid. Okay, there's the rancid. Uh, and then 
it is the rancid, yes. And then into a final pool filled with pudding, pickle brine, and detergent where kids will grow blindly for hot dogs. And I will give you a bonus point if you can tell me which of those things the Simpsons contributed. <laughs> this is quite a question, Matt. Um, uh, what is, you said well, free-fried beans, Bernay sauce, detergent. What are the last th- – those other th- – I, 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 pudding? You said pudding? Pudding. I said pudding. Pudding and detergent. And what else was in the last p- pool? Uh, Bernays saw a uh, uh, pickle brine was the pickle last brine. One. Pickle brine is that I'm gonna say that I'm gonna say they contributed the. You pickle are brine. correct. That is our pickle brine uh, burning sideshow in Mel's eyes. <laughs> That's very uh, generous of you, Matt. Even though it does not matter at this point how many points I have. It doesn't matter, no. No. Um. So that is today. I have ten point lead on Matt now. Uh. Yes, ten points. I can do math. Um. <laughs> I can see that one number is ten more than the other. Uh, so that does clinch my victory for the season. I'm well, very... you know us millennials and our trouble with uh, mental math. I mean, I do have a calculator in my pocket. It it in it basically all times. So you're also sitting at a sitting at a computer, which can do it even faster. Yes, exactly. I I literally am looking at Excel sp- at a spreadsheet, Google Docs spreadsheet. It will also do all the math for me if I really want it to. I can just make it do all the math for me. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna cheer a little bit right now, man. Okay, it's not for it's not formal. I haven't mm. formally won yet, so I'm and gonna go. You haven't formally won, but we also have to. We, we'll imagine the belt you would have won. Whenever I, whenever my uh, writing career makes me a millionaire, uh, which is never going to happen, but when it does, <laughs> I will buy us the nicest trivia belt you've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> that imaginary date that will never come i will buy us the most beautiful trivia belt you can imagine and we will uh we will carry it for from season to season uh you know and whoever whoever is ends you know whenever the show does inevitably end whoever gets it last gets to keep it forever or whoever actually wants oh, to keep boy. it in their house and put it on the wall gets to keep it forever it <laughs> <laughs> doesn't want to have to and has room for it um that's it for trivia this week. We can move on to our final segment, the segment we end every single episode with. It's time for best episode ever. Best episode ever. Best episode ever. It's the part of the show where Matt and I rank the episodes categorically. So we watch them chronologically, eventually compile a list of every episode ever and how good they are. Okay. Let's do the... These episodes are the hardest. They are, because it's going to go low, but not that low. I it's mean, not, there's no, a it's, lot of episodes that I, I would This is perfectly... Rather. Yeah, this is like a very mid-episode... Um, but yeah, like uh, I'm looking at like elementary school musicals 363. It's it's better than that. But I was looking at the higher. I, yeah, I was saying it's better than that, but not by a lot. Okay, here's a question. Here's an important question: Is this better than Saddlesore Galactica? Don't ask me that because I hate that episode. Like it's it's way too high in my. I man, I don't think so. After watching the rest of these episodes, like I think Saddlesore Galactica is people. It is absolutely a turning point. I think that's what really it is, yeah. right? It is a turning point. Yes, South Star Galactica is bad. Is it? But is it worse than like, like you know, Donnie Fatso, where where Fat Tony mm. dies and they replace him with Fit Tony, who immediately gets fat? No, it's not worse yeah. than that. Yeah, honestly, in that case, I, I'm just gonna. I, I would much rather watch this episode again than Saddle Star Galactica. I would say this is better than Zalosaur Galactica. I agree with you. It is not much better. It it has not lots, okay, of, okay. lots I, I, of problems. I'm looking up the list. Right above it, prankster rap. 
Now that's me going, which one is prankster rap? That is the one where Bart sneaks out and hangs out with 50 cents. That you're not. I know. I know. Not helping that much, Matt. Um, like, yeah, I know that happened, but I don't remember it very well. Um, uh, it turns out that uh, they're able to prove that Bart was somewhere on a specific date because uh, one of the guys is wearing the giant chain Thursday the 20th. Oh, right. The meme that I see a lot of Thursday the yes. 20th. Whenever I see a Thursday the 20th, and inevitably someone posts that meme. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say this is – I think I like this more than Prank the Rap. I'm going to say that. I do, too. Very, think, yeah. very obviously. Yeah. I mean, th- now we're getting to the harder ones. Cause, yeah, it's up ahead. here. This is where I think it belongs. I'm going to say it's what it's not as good as Skinner's Sense of Snow, which is number 301. Oh, yeah. I agree about that. I think Skinner's Sense of Snow is better than this. Um, let's see. I mean, my fair laddie, Large Marge, the Marge hey, Breast Implant episode. Large Marge. Large Marge is... It has some very bad things in it, but it also has some pretty decent things in it, which I think is representative. Uh, I, I, My Fair Laddie, which I don't remember what that one is. I need to do I. Uh, oh, the one where uh, Lisa turns uh, Willie into a. Uh, oh, yes. A, a upstanding uh, member of society, or at least one that doesn't getting, talk with an accent. God yes, forbid. We're getting close, Matt. We're getting close. Um,. I think think we're in here. The way we weren't, I think this, hmm, is this better or worse than the way we weren't? Hmm, that's a good question. I think they're very similar episodes. Yeah, well, how about how about Midnight RX, where they go to Canada and get a whole bunch of prescription drugs? Uh, yeah, I think this is better than that. I think that answers that question. I, I agree, yeah. Yeah. But the girls who slept too little... Is right Not above sure it. Which one that one is? Yeah, that's the it's the seventeenth season seventeen of The Simpsons. It might have been a, would have been built ten thousand years ago. Um, oh, it's the one where Lisa's scared of the uh, graveyard next door and has the um, where okay. the wild things are. I, right. to I we found it, Matt. It's right in between these episodes. I think Girls Sub Too Little is better. I think so too. I was thinking, I was like, wow, I remember that one being pretty good. I think it's. So. I mean, I don't think. See, that's the thing. Like our memory of these, obviously, we some of these episodes were like, which one is that? I mean, I can't, I can't overstate. We're almost at episode 500 of this podcast, guys. We've seen a lot. And like most of this, most of the podcast has been not great episodes of the Simpsons and all of them are titled with puns or weird things. And you're like, what, what is that one again? Which is that one? And you sometimes you remember the worst things of an episode. And sometimes you remember the the better, like I guarantee we watched the girls slept too little. There'd be a lot of things where like, really? What? Why? And then, but you remember, oh, the, where the wild things are thing is. You remember, like, oh, Lisa's in it. And, but I think it is a good spot. I think Girls Slept a Little is better. Midnight RX is worse. We can put it right between. Also, not every day am I going to go have tacos for dinner. So maybe, like, it's really ah, hard. Ah. It's really hard to judge. You're really making me want tacos, man. What the hell? I'm going to Black Rooster tonight. Uh, so. Oh, you're not even making the tacos yourself. See, now I want to go make my, my own tacos. No, 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 man. I'm not. I mean, I when I make my own tacos, they're really good. But the problem is here is here's the problem. We just got from Texas and H E B. You buy fresh tortillas. They make tortillas for you. And after you that, those corn tortillas, don't you? No, I use flour. We're we're, okay, we're, thank we're, God. we're I mean, we're heathens. Corn's I'm not against corn, but fl- I prefer. crunchy corn tortilla is fine. It's the way it's supposed to be. But for a soft taco, corn just doesn't have a good enough flavor. 
It depends on the corn. You guys got to get really good corn tortillas is the problem. A lot of times you get the corn tortillas, they're really dry and crappy. If you get fresh corn tortillas, oof, they're really good. Um, But you just, it's hard to get fresh tortillas a lot of times, especially, you know, unless you go to like, you can go to Latin grocery stores, they'll sometimes have fresh tortillas. Or you have to just go to literally two a taco place and ask if they'll sell you tortillas um, or you make your own, um, which are really good, but also a lot of work. This is our tortilla talk. That's a new podcast. Me and Matt and doing, we're going to start next week. Tortilla talk. Um, that's 500 keys. It's number three eleven on our list now, right below the girls slept a little right above midnight. RX number new number one twenty on our post golden years ranking. Number one is still homers enemy. Last place is still codependence day. It's had a little competition so far this season, but it's still holding strong in last place. Um, we're not done, though, yet. We have one more thing to do. One more question. Answering that question is, do we shoot this episode out of the cannon? The cannon! The cannon! The cannon! The cannon! The cannon! I think it stays. I think so, too. There's really no reason to kick it out. And honestly, in season 22, that's my bar. That is, I mean, I, I do, I prefer a light touch myself, like, you don't get rid of things if there's no real good reason to. Um, and I don't think there's, there's nothing egregious in this episode. It's, it's fluff, right? It's kind of just, you toss it away, but there are some moments in it that I think are worth keeping. And ultimately that's all that matters. There's nothing egregious that deserves to get thrown away. Um, we can ask the same question about every episode on the list as we answer it over and over and over again about every episode. Uh, we are number 158 working our way down from the top. And that is Lost Our Lisa, season nine episode. I recall that one being rather good. Lost Our Lisa is good. Um, this is, the, you know, season nine was kind of a, a weird territory where we start getting the, the madness of the Scully years peeking in. Um, but it's still holding kind of on to some of the connective tissue of season eight and seven, where they were still mostly trying to tell stories. But Lost Our Lisa is one of the... I don't know. We have a, we have some pretty highly ranked nine, season nine episodes, so Lost Release is among them, and I think it stays. It's worth it's worth keeping. Again, this it 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 is a good episode of The Simpsons. That is a number one hundred and fifty eighth best episode of all time on our list. It tells you how deep again how deep The Simpsons goes when you can get that far down in the list, and you think, oh, that's a good episode. That's that's a lot of so. <laughs> Lose some, lose some perspicacity. So that's days. <laughs> Every day we don't fire a cannon, Matt, is a good day, especially days where you get tacos as well. Um, no shooting the cannon today. Next episode on the list, Matt. Next episode. Last season. Last season. Last episode of season 22. Uh, not last season. We're not nearly there yet. We got a long way to go before we get the last, last season of The Simpsons. God knows when it'll be. Um, we have the Nedliest Catch. Hmm. It sounds familiar, but I'm not sure. This is the Ned and Edna episode. Oh, okay. This okay. is the this is the Ned and Edna start dating episode, basically. Um, but it ends on a cliffhanger. Oh goodness! And we get a, this is this is they did a bit they did a gimmick where you the fans voted whether they should stay together or not online, and uh, um. the results will be revealed at the beginning of next season. So. This is like, oh, should they? Uh, will they? Won't they? Should they? Should shouldn't they? Uh, the the Nedna get introduced, so we get an uh, Edna and Ned together. We'll see. I mean, I've never seen this episode, and I like Nedna. I'm I know that I have, but it's been a long time. So hey, I like Nedna a lot. Um, so it's pro- it is my preferred Edna 
pairing. Yeah, I like I like Edna with Ned a lot more than I like Edna with Skinner. Oh, for sure, to be for fair. sure. And Edna and Ned with... is one of those characters that it's very interesting who you pair him with. Yeah, exactly. And I, I th- honestly, I think it largely we'll see this episode how well this episode does. But the one of the Nedna episodes I have seen, the I like it because it pulls Ned away from that stupid super Christian conservative, yeah, stereotype which he just fell into in the in the teen years, and and Ned pulls him away from that and gives him a little makes the writers give him more personality, more character, can confronts all this all that really stupid stereotypes they saddled him with over the years. But we'll talk about it. I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. We'll we'll see how it goes. Um, that's next week. You can find everything on our website. So SimpsonsShow.com has links to everything, and plus links to all the show, everything in the show notes as well. Um, before we go, yeah, I plug my stuff. I'm Robbie Dorman. That's Dorman with one O. Someone messaged me. Dorman with one O. If they, if it's not clear, I feel like you guys have brains. You can figure out who huh. I am. Yeah. But uh, I'm RobbieDorman.com. Robbie Dorman on all social media. Go buy my books. Dead End is coming out effectively today like if you're listening to this on monday on sunday night it's not technically out yet but by the time if you're listening to this on monday or throughout the week which most people do most people listen to the episodes well after they release my book's out dead end it's a zombie story zombies meet late stage capitalism uh you heard the bit at the beginning you've heard matt uh lovingly narrate the the description the blurb of the book multiple times now if you bother to listen to my ads at the beginning of episodes um <laughs> who listens to ads robbie come on sometimes you're like doing chores and the podcast your podcast is on in the background you just let it play that's true you gotta do, you're doing the dishes or something uh, i mean i do that or when i'm on when i'm exercising sometimes and like i don't bother skipping i'm just like whatever it's fine um go buy my book it's available literally everywhere go you buy can, his book Everywhere you can buy a book, my book is there. Even in print or digital. I'm going wide now. I'm not on Kindle Unlimited anymore, or my books are being pulled off of Kindle Unlimited over the next couple months. Dead End is not on Kindle Unlimited. So you can buy it on literally any digital storefront that sells books. You can buy it in print anywhere that it sells print books. You can go to your local bookstore and ask them to order my book. And if you want to give them business, you can do that. So no excuses. Go buy Dead End. It's a really good story. It's a really good zombie story. Uh, I think I really nailed it. Matt does not participate in social media. You will not find him. Uh, that is true. I am the power behind the power at Kitten Turns, K-I-T-T-I-N-T-E-R-N-S on Instagram, where you can see the cutest kittens to ever exist. It has been scientifically proven. I have lots of peer-reviewed studies I will be happy to send to anyone uh, who needs that to understand how cute these dang kittens are. Uh, the current batch has extra toes, Robert. I've got ginger boys with extra toes and zero brain cells. They would give Harvey a run for his money. I'm just saying. I can't have any more dumb cats in my life, Matt. It's the, <laughs> the house of burn down. But dumb cats with extra toes. I mean, let's be real. I'm, I'm being very sentimental about missing my cat, missing Smokey lately. Okay, so don't your cat pitches Fine. might work. You need to. I might have a third cat soon. So you slow roll. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right fine fine uh but yes check it out k-i-t-t-i-n-t-e-r-n-s on instagram you can see some incredibly cute cats and if you live in the central florida area they could be yours well that will call today i'm robbie and i'm matt thank you about this episode Shh.